This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, everybody, Graham here. Listen, it is not unknown that they are trying to censor everything we do. Do not let them allow us not to be able to talk to each other. I need every single one of you right now to join my text list. Text the word Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M, to the number 866-645-0622. It's completely free. You will find out what's going on with me all the time, and you never have to worry about them taking us off the air and not being able to talk to each other ever again. Text the word right now, Graham, G-R-A-H-A-M, to 866-645-0622 now. Hey, what's going on, America? And welcome to the episode that we've been promising all week. Uh, The Jihad Squad is corrupting America. Uh, (laughs) There is is active people in America who hate America. And Congressman Lauren Boebert is taking the fight straight to them. She's being attacked uh, against other members of Congress. She's being attacked in every mainstream media outlet. That Daily Show guy. That that Daily Show guy who thinks he's a comedian. Uh, Trevor Noah, across the board. We've been promising this. Uh, and and we are here to deliver it to you right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an explosive interview. We talk about real things. Some of it's going to shock you. Some of it may make you feel disheartened, but it's the truth, and it's what you need to hear. And I'm super excited to bring you this. But before we do, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to talk about Good Ranchers, our title sponsor. I want you to imagine over one. 100,000 Americans losing their jobs. I know what you're thinking. It's not hard to imagine. Uh, We live in Joe Biden's economy, but go with me here. (laughs) You can stop imagining it because it's a reality. Since 2015, over 100,000 independent farms and ranches in the U.S. have shut down. Why? Because China Meat is stealing their business and robbing you of the quality and flavor you deserve. That's why Good Ranchers is here. They exist to support local American farms and help you make great American meals. Together, they want to restore the American ranch and your meals to their former glory. Plus, they saved the Dear America podcast from oblivion when Facebook tried to shut us down. So you need to go right now and support the people that support American beef, American chicken, American ranchers, and this podcast. You need to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham right now 
and you get 10 free Bistro Filets. And in addition, if you subscribe, you will save $25 off each subscription box of mouth-watering American meats for life. That's right. Get 10 free Bistro Filets. That's a $119 value, free express shipping, and $25 off your monthly subscription for life at GoodRanchers.com slash Graham. Get the best deal of the year at GoodRanchers.com slash Graham. Offer code Graham. All right. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. Lauren, are you there? Hello. There she is. Great to be today. <laughs> I tell you what, we have been uh, leading up the audience to this interview for quite some time. Uh, not only are you one of my favorite people in Congress, I, I, I you have, you've had quite the past couple weeks uh, for a number of reasons, even posing in front of a Christmas tree with your family, uh, with our God-given rights of the Second Amendment. So so let's start off right off the bat with that. Uh, I, I was telling Jake that that seems to be a trend that seems to be going on in Congress here. A lot of Congress people are posing with guns all of a sudden. I love it. Uh, was that planned? Was that uh, just a spontaneous thing? Because that's how you guys live your life, and the left just went nuts? Well, what's the story there? Um, it certainly wasn't planned. Mine's actually a little bit older. Mine's from a previous Christmas, and uh, I saw my co-chair of the Second Amendment caucus being absolutely attacked by his uh, Christmas card. Uh, Congressman Thomas Massey posed with his uh, family in front of a tree with with all of these firearms, and he was just getting uh, uh, obliterated. And I said, "Don't worry, the Boberts have your six, Thomas." <laughs> and uh, I pulled up a, a an old uh, Christmas photo, and the left went nuts. It is uh, so many people telling me I've committed felonies, that I'm raising <laughs> terrible children, that yep. my children are school shooters. I mean, the left is disgusting. The mindset that they have, actually, it makes me really happy that they don't have guns because a lot of these people have lost it. And uh, so I'm, I'm kind of okay with them not wanting to have a firearm themselves. Uh, but I don't want to spoil uh, my, my boys this Christmas this year, but um, I think we could do a lot better with our Christmas pose after they open this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Uh, I, I, yeah. Well, we have a lot of guns on the way here for the uh, Allen House as we as we speak. All Assault right. weapons. Full disclosure. <laughs> I do probably. Behavior, a weapon is an object. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure. I do probably have more guns than. <laughs> A lot of people would walk in and be like, this seems stable, <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, it, it's so funny to me because a few years ago, I very similarly had a photo that literally was part of just a family. You know, every two or three years we take you have kids, you understand every two or three years we want to take the big family photos, document what everybody looks like. And, you know, there was a uh, this was back when we lived in our home state of Mississippi and there was a cotton field literally across the street from our house. And so we're like, hey, let's all get our guns and we'll just go take a photo in this cotton field. And then the next thing I know. Even Australia is reporting we were the most racist terrorist family in America for a week worldwide. 
because of the racist undertones of us taking a photo with guns in a cotton field. You know, how dare you? Yes, oh exactly God. right. Thank you, Greta Thornburg, for the assist. <laughs> um, AOC came after you over that um, and, and, and questioned uh, your Christianity which I found that was really interesting. Um, uh, What did you, what did you think when AOC came after you and tried to spin it uh, like you're not a Christian? Well, it's interesting when, when people who don't follow Christ um, want to accuse Christians of not following him correctly. I I mean, they could care less how I follow Jesus any other time. Uh, You know, if I'm wanting to speak the truth in love, then, you know, they're like, ah, get, get away from me with that stuff. But you know, when, when I when I pose with a firearm, suddenly I'm not Christian enough for them. And, you know, it's really interesting because Jesus was killed by his tyrannical government. Um, so I wonder if Jesus would have had an AR-15. <laughs> he did. He definitely he may right. not have, but he hung out with people who would have. All right. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Peter had a sword. We see that when he cut off the ear of the uh, of the soldier and uh, and Jesus restored the soldier. But, you know, I I mean, he he said, uh, if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and go get one. You know, um, he he said that you need to protect yourself. I mean, this is the fundamental basics of of life, of our our human existence, of our rights is is self-preservation and and to take care of your family and preserve your family. And um and that's what the Second Amendment is about. Well, it has nothing to do with hunting. It's to protect you yep. from a tyrannical government and to to protect yourself against a potential aggressor. Well, we're seeing a, a total narrative shift. And, and I talk about this all the time. The left wants to get rid of the Second Amendment. But but mm-hmm. but, but here's the truth. They know that that's not really going to happen. Like, like, like we talk about realities here. Uh, so many gun owners, so many guns, et cetera. They know that they can't actually go in without a gigantic, monumental, and you don't have to comment about this. Let, let, let me say, there's no way that it's going to happen easily by any regards. So here's what they're doing. And we see this with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, which failed. But this is what they're now trying to do. They're now trying to question, just like you said, our rights of uh, self-defense, our rights to protect ourselves, our loved ones, our property. They are now trying to change the narrative of what actually should fall under self-defense. When do you lose the right to defend yourself. And, and and what they're trying to do is they tried to do in the Rittenhouse case, they're trying to say the second you have a gun, you no longer can claim the, yeah. you know, self-defense. You're a vigilante. Yeah, you're a vigilante at that yeah. point. Well, it's, well it's, what, it's what do you think? Take the beating. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so 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 what do you think about that? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous, but this is what we see with the left on, on a regular basis. They, they simply change terms, change definitions, and change the narrative to fit their agenda. Uh, this is nothing new. They do it in absolutely every category and in every area. And that's why our country uh, is facing so many crises right now. Um, when you can look everywhere where we once were flourishing in the Trump administration is now a man-made crisis under the Biden regime. And uh, we're seeing that one party rule for one year has destroyed America. 
our, our supply chains, our southern border with a complete invasion of nearly two million illegal aliens, um, our, our children's education and in school, uh, our uh, uh, the jobs crisis that we're having um, and, and employment crisis because we're paying people to sit at home and, and not work. Uh, we're, we're having folks um, lose everything because people aren't paying rent for the homes that they're living in. Uh, we're having a, an energy crisis. We were energy independent yep. and should be energy dominant. And now it's a crisis. We're begging OPEC to produce more oil instead of relying on the American roughneck. It's absolutely disgusting. We shut down our coal-fired energy plants while China builds 200 of them. And then we buy solar panels from them. And where did they get the materials for the solar panels? From Africa with the 40,000 children mining for cobalt in the Congo. I mean, all of this is is uh, these, these not-in-my-backyard extremist policies are destroying everything about our country. And now they're coming straight to your home and saying you don't have the right to defend yourself or your family. Yeah, well, you know, Lauren, we're, we're not allowed to talk about those things. So so, so right off the bat, you just got us kicked off the podcast airwaves because you're not allowed to, 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 to point out the obvious of what's actually going on. Here, here, here's a question in hypocrisy. We, we, we see... Yeah, yeah. Have you seen what Trevor Noah has been saying about you lately? Have you seen that? You know, Trevor is not on my watch list, so I think you're going to have to cue me in on that. Well, well, uh, you know, I can guess what it's about. <laughs> well, 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 yeah. Well, so, so, so we'll get into that a little bit later. But let's just say that that it doesn't appear that Trevor Noah, who who really cares, because he's the worst comedian of all time. But Trevor Noah is not a fan of you per se. Um, uh, I, I would it's a badge be, of honor. Yeah. It's a badge of honor. <laughs> like, you know, I, I think you should wear it proudly, but, but, but here's something interesting that I'd like to get your thoughts on. We just talked about this in the previous episode, about a week or so ago, the Biden team met with all the heads of corporate media to include the news, uh, late night talk shows, et cetera. And basically they're like, Hey, you got to help us. Like, get the heat off of us for this economy, et cetera, et cetera. Like, like you got to, you got to start flipping the script. The inflation numbers is the highest in 40 years, which they knew was going to be bad, which is why they tried to start spinning this narrative. But yet it's completely okay for them to attack people like you. Why is there so much hypocrisy going on in our country right now, especially with the media? Uh, well, the left hates conservative women. Um, strong women mm. who refuse to back down and and take a stand for something. Um, you know, if if you're a a Democrat woman um, and you of color, claim victim all the time, then you know you're worthy of praise. And Twitter's yep. not going to block your followers and censure you and shadow ban you and all this. But as soon as you have principles that you are unwavering uh, about, then they hate you and they try everything they can to cancel you. They have tried to cancel me. Uh, since my campaign to Congress, and um, I, I refuse to be canceled. Uh, this is cancel culture is nothing new. It's been around since the beginning of times. Uh, Cain uh, canceled his brother Abel, and <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. we, we've all throughout the Bible: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were thrown in the fiery furnace, and King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to cancel them, uh, but Jesus stood in the midst of them and said, "No, no, these these men are coming out unbound, unsinged, not even smelling like smoke." And, uh, you know, even they tried to cancel Jesus. So this is nothing new. Um, but uh, we have to persevere and we have to know that there is a, a future that uh, that we are trying to preserve for our children. That's why I'm here, Graham. I have four boys. 
And I refuse to send my boys into a socialist nation. I am fighting every day for their freedom. So speaking of that, this is your first term in Congress. So, Mm -hmm. you know, this is the Dear America podcast. We we, we get really real on on this show. and, and, And that's why we've been blessed with the audience that we have, because we don't sugarcoat things. We don't talk about, you know, we don't do prosperity gospels here. Well, we don't do things like that. We talk about the real stuff. What? What is the real state of our government up in D.C., up on the Hill? What what a what did you think you were going to find? And B, what have you actually found? I mean, how how much trouble are we actually in? (laughs) Well, um, (laughs) hold on. Let me brace myself. Hang on. (laughs) All right. Go. Man, that's a lot there, Graham. Um, there's there's a phrase that's been floating around um, the the past week or so, um, and I would say that Congress is very very performative. Mm. Um, but I would say that it's it's really on the Democrat side that we're seeing this performance and um, these grifts take place. Um, we have been called back to D.C. Um, to come into session when we weren't supposed to be in session to vote. On, on on things like extending the, the rent moratorium. That was during the horrible, shameful Afghanistan debacle. Yep. That shameful withdrawal in Afghanistan that killed 13 of our service members, yep. that left Americans in Afghanistan, that had our own State Department working against us to get Americans home. That was going on. And Nancy Pelosi called all members of Congress back to D.C. to extend the rent moratorium. There was nothing that came to the floor to actually address what was going on in the world that we had a part to play in. And, and that's what all year has been like. We spent an entire week censuring Paul Gosar and stripping him of his committee assignments over a cartoon. Anime over anime. Yeah. Yeah. Over anime. And, and, And this is what Congress is. Unfortunately, um, there's, there's no regular order. There's no regular debate. Um, committee committee assignments, um, committee meetings are held via Zoom. And uh, and then sometimes these really important pieces of legislation skip the committees that have jurisdiction over them. And then we're told, hey, trust your committees whenever you're going to vote on these bills. Well, most of these bills don't even go through the committees anymore under mm. this uh, this in this Congress. And so it's it's very frustrating if any business was ran, was run like Congress is run, it would fail in the first six months. Yes. No one can run a successful business the way Congress is run. You you cannot successfully operate in that fashion. So there's a lot of frustration because there are a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, um, people who have actually built things in their life that, that go to Congress. And then they see how, how the dysfunction and and we want to change the, the way things are are taking place there, and we don't have the authority to do that. So it's very frustrating. But the party that has the majority right now, these aren't business owners. These aren't yeah. job creators. These are people who have been entitled their entire lives, worked to be career politicians. They've arrived where they want to be for the rest of their life. And so they're going to want to do whatever they can to just stay there and be comfortable. All right, everybody, it is not unknown that the Biden economy is in a dumpster fire. It's not in a dumpster fire. It is a dumpster fire with inflation soaring at record highs with 3.4 
five trillion dollars that they're wanting to add to the national debt. Listen to me. Inflation is coming. It's here. And if they continue going with this trucking thing that they're trying to do with our truckers, uh, a a recession, a depression, anything could be on the horizon. So you need to diversify your savings right now with Birch Gold Group by getting gold, silver, and other precious metals. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, maybe you got a little money saved up. You've worked hard for that, right? So why let people like Biden and the Biden administration ruin it when all you got to do is just text the word Graham to 989898. All Birch Gold wants to do is give you a free info kit. That's it. It is a 20-page info kit explaining why you need to diversify your savings with gold, silver, or precious metals. Now is the time to protect what you have worked so hard for. This isn't a money-making scheme. This isn't a scam. This is about protecting what is yours. All you got to do is text the word GRAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898. Go right now. I, um, yeah, you, you're a businesswoman. <clears throat> Before you got into Congress, yeah, you, you had businesses. I, I, I own multiple businesses myself. I'm a firm believer that I think the majority of people that are, that should be in Congress should be entrepreneurs. A lot of people are like, oh, no, it needs to be lawyers and, and things like that. Well, no, like business owners have active, regular conversations with lawyers like that, like they understand how to delegate. They understand how things actually work. And when you do this and you raise this price here and your profit margins are here and what you can't keep doing is keep taking debt on in the business just to keep paying the bills and the lights are on because eventually you're going to have more debt than you have profit, which is mm-hmm. inflation, et cetera. What, what are we missing in Congress, I know I, I know that we're missing fighters. Like I got, like, like I, yeah. I I I know that we have ninety nine percent current company excluded. Ninety nine percent of Congress in general, the House, the Senate, even in the White House, even in the Supreme Court, we have spineless, cowardice, frauds. Is what we have. That's just the truth. That's what we have. What are we missing though? As far as experience go, what, what experience does somebody actually need that translates to Congress? Because a lot of people, there's no Congress school, right? Like, like, mm-hmm. like there's no school to become a Congress uh, woman or a congressman uh, or a senator. What are we mm-hmm. actually missing that Congress needs more of outside of fighters? Like, like, like what real world things actually translate to helping the American people in Congress? Yes. So, well, first of all, the, the one problem is America thinks there is a, a Congress school <laughs> of yes. yeah. uh, degree that you get, and that's a political science degree. And unfortunately, that political science has gotten us, uh, you know, 15 days to slow the spread yeah. to uh, almost two years of lockdowns and destroying the world economy um, because we're not following actual science. We're following political science, just like members of Congress um, are are required to wear masks on the House floor in Washington, D.C., where there's no longer a mask mandate anywhere. Yep. And we have to wear a mask on the House floor or get fined $2,500 each time we don't. Um, but as soon wow. as we step off the floor, we could take that mask off. It's political theater. It's only where the C-SPAN cameras are rolling that, right. that 
find would take place and be implemented. So this is where political science has got us. Um, but I, I do believe that we need more entrepreneurs. And, you know, a, a lot of people make fun of AOC for being a bartender. But um, I, I'm going to say we need more people who have been in the service industry yeah. because we need uh, members of Congress who know how to serve others, yeah. who know how to put themselves down and lift someone else to fulfill them, to satisfy them, because that is what we are there to do. We are there to represent them and to serve the people who have elected us. I own a restaurant and I don't own a restaurant because I wanted to be a millionaire. Uh, I mean, it would be nice, but my restaurant was never in the trajectory to make me a millionaire. Um, I, I, I own that business because I love people. Right. I love serving them. I love filling them up. I love giving them what they came, what they came in for, even, even something that they didn't know they were missing. They leave with a little bit more joy and a little bit more fulfillment. So I think having that servant's heart right. is absolutely key. Uh, a lot of people get to DC and, um, and I'll tell you, it's, it's, um, I I've seen it. I've experienced it. When you are the member, I, I, people almost, almost bow in, in reverence when you're walking down a hall and it's like, well, what are you doing? I'm just a person like knock it off. And you see it mm. everywhere with all these members and your sir and your ma'am and, you know, and, and anything I could do for you, can I get this for you? Let me hold the door. And, and I think that that starts to make someone think that they are greater than they, than they really are. Right. And, um, it, deem themselves higher than they ought when we are really there to serve the American people. That's how I, I know this answer is a little long, but I'm just going to get to one other point. No, go um, for it. In my budget, <clears throat> I, I was I was in the um, Natural Resources Committee and I offered a amendment um, to the Build Back Better bill, um, Build Back Broke. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Busted and broke. Um, anyway, so I offered an amendment to that. Nancy Pelosi had a $200 million earmark to the Presidio in San Francisco, yep. this prestigious park, okay, in her district, $200 million earmark for them. Now, if you go to the board, you see who's in charge, what they've done. The board has donated $18 million over the years to Nancy Pelosi and the DCCC. So, wow, what a return on investment, right? Yeah. Insert $18 million, get back. $200 million. So I offered an amendment to strip this earmark from the, uh, the bill back better. And, uh, there was a member of Congress from Tennessee, uh, uh, Steve Cohen. He is the chairman of the bad hair caucus. Look him up. <laughs> and he did not like my amendment and said that the speaker deserves more. The leadership deserves more in these bills. And I said, no member of Congress deserves anything. Yeah. It's the people that deserve everything. And you are squandering their money on a prestigious park in San Francisco. Absolutely disgusting. So uh, the ability to put people first and actually have that uh, servant's heart mentality, I think, is key. I love that. Uh, I, I love that, too. Um, OK, I, I, I got. I got two main things that that, that that I want us to talk about. I know your time is limited. Uh, we would be remiss if uh, we did not touch base on the feud that is going on between you and Ilhan. Um, we oh, are. So What's that? I said she's such a doll. Oh yes, bless, <laughs> bless, bless her heart. As bless as we put, uh, we are not fans over here. Just so you know, um, everyone knows my thoughts on Ilhan Omar. Uh, I have said far worse things 
then 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 you yeah. uh, th- then what I've seen that they're freaking out over you, they definitely don't need to clip up some of the parts of this show. Muslim uh, Brotherhood. <laughs> but 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 is there anything that you want to say or I, I mean we we all saw your video and in fact you know uh me and you uh you actually sent it to me before you put it out uh when you tried to call her you tried to talk to her and she hung up the phone on you and all this stuff uh that seems to be the left's way um right. Even if you say something, and maybe it did come out a little wrong. I don't think you said anything wrong, but that's just me. But but maybe it did come out different than you meant for it to, or maybe it came out exactly how you wanted to. Like again, I didn't think you said anything wrong. Uh, but also, what if you were making a joke? Whatever happened to that? Have you watched a Dave Chappelle special recently? Like, how come he gets a pass? Um, why is it now that? You tried to call her, you tried to talk to her, and her response is to just cut you off and now to try to punish you as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, well, right. That That is her agenda. And, you know, you, you say that you have said far worse. Well, Graham, she has said far yes. worse. Um, and, and so that is that is the the big picture here. The attack on America, the attack on our greatest ally in Israel. Yep. Uh, she has said worse. Now, I I reflected on my comments that I made, and I issued a public statement to make it clear that my comments should have never been an attack on someone's faith, on someone's religion. And then I called her to tell her that directly. Um, But she, like you said, she hung up on me. Um, She would far prefer to make this a public spectacle. The fact that that I reflected on what I said and tried to do the right thing uh, and she wanted nothing to do with that. Instead, she's decided to play politics with it. And, and I think that's because she and the rest of the squad want to talk about anything, but their horrible policies that they are putting forward that are destroying our country. They consistently make anti-American comments. They consistently side with criminals. They, uh, they knock down our law enforcement officers. Then Ilhan Omar, um, has certainly made her fair share of anti-Semitic remarks. And, you know, now they want to play victim. They want to go and cry in front of the cameras and pretend that their hearts are broken and say that, you know, there's these death threats coming their way. Look, members of Congress get, and not not saying that we should or we should accept it, but we get death threats every day. Mm -hmm. Every day I make reports to the Capitol Hill police. My staff makes reports to Capitol Hill police. And a lot of these come back that say, Hey, yeah, this is serious. We're sending you a picture of this person. Um, we're giving you all of their information. We're putting extra patrol around this area and this area. We need to know your schedule so we can. I, I mean, wow. some of these things are legitimate, but I'm not trying to defund our law enforcement. I'm not trying to get rid of our police. Yep. I'm saying thank you for being there when these <clears throat> crazy people make these threats. And instead, you have the squad that want to completely dissolve. Uh, these law enforcement agencies, but then cry that they're being attacked. Um, so they're going to try to continue to distract and escalate and try to cancel me. And we'll see where that goes. But I personally think the American people are onto them just like I am. I ran my campaign promising to take on the squad and call out all of their BS. And I'm never going to stop doing that because I think their policies are destroying our country. Higher inflation is on them. Open borders is on them. High crime is on them. So they can do whatever they want. 
to, uh, they, they can do whatever they want to me, but I think it's going to backfire in a very bad way. And I, I have heard that next week we're supposed to vote on a, uh, Omar Islamophobia bill. Now, Whoa, what, what, what I've heard about this from the committee that it's going through is she does not define what Islamophobia is. And I'm not going to say the uh, the member of Congress who's offering this amendment yet, because I want to clip it whenever this person uh, um, introduces the amendment and put it up. And, and I want to make sure it actually gets done. But there is rumor that there's an amendment being offered by a Republican to this Islamophobia bill um, that says, hey, you're not defining what Islamophobia is. So I want to make an amendment making it clear Islamophobia is um, is not criticizing someone for marrying their brother to create <laughs> to commit immigration fraud. Love it. I I I love it. Uh, you know, I I I could care less about Ilhan Omar's religion. Uh, I hate the fact that she hates America and therefore I think she should be ineligible to serve in Congress. Um, right. I, I think that's de facto number one. Do you love America and is America the greatest country in the world? If you hesitate for more than 0.5 seconds, <laughs> you're automatically disqualified from even running for Congress. Um, yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, she fundamentally hates America. Yes. The end. Yes. The end. And me and Charlie Kirk both got in trouble with Ilhan when we had these uh, these refugees from Afghanistan. As you said, the horrific debacle of Afghanistan, immediately people started talking about bringing in refugees. And, you know, all these states were like, bring them here. They can be here. And da, 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 da. And me and Charlie Kirk both said that is how you end up with Ilhan Omar's 10 to 15 right. year from, years from now in Congress. And then she responded with telling us to get a map because she's not from Afghanistan. No crap. We know where you're from. The point still <laughs> still remains the same. You get these people right. that fundamentally hate our country. They end up working right. their way through the political machine, and then they end up in Congress actively fighting against Americans and the American people trying to make America a weaker place. All right. Uh, last, last topic I, I want to talk to you about. I know we're running, we're, we're getting short on time here and, and we appreciate not only the fight that you do, uh, we, we appreciate you taking the time yeah. to talk on a real level. Okay. That's one thing I love about you. I love about Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, uh, Madison, all of you, you guys don't talk like politicians. You talk like real, people. you talk like us, yeah. which is refreshing because I can only name about six or seven of you. That do it. Um, this question gets asked to me all the time. I know it's a hard question, but you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you. A lot of people talk to me daily. I get I get you know, <laughs> we get a lot of death threats too. And even though I think it's horrible and it should never be done, a part of me is always like, well, join the club, man. You know, we, we, we get death threats all the time. But this question gets to me at least twenty times a day. So I'm gonna ask it to you, and I want to know your real thoughts. The question kind of goes like this, Graham, no matter who gets to Congress, no matter how good they are, is it really fixable? Is Congress really, is D.C. really fixable from within, or is the reality 
it's going to take the American people fixing it from the outside. Uh, is it, is it, and that's my question to you. I know that's a super broad question, but it's the question that we get the most because most Americans feel very defeated, even to the point of not even getting behind candidates that should get to Congress because they just think it's pointless at this point. My, my honest non-politician question to you is, is it beatable? The corruption that is going on in D.C., is it beatable from the inside? Absolutely. Um, it's 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 we we can win this from many angles and it's going to take everyone um, being involved. And if I didn't believe that there was hope, Graham, I would not leave my four boys and my husband every day to do what I'm doing. Right. I would go home if I felt that this was completely hopeless. This was not my dream to be in Congress. I felt a I felt it was necessary for me to go there because I was frustrated at so many of the things I was seeing, just like millions of other Americans right now are so frustrated at what they are seeing. Well, I got tired of sitting at home and complaining about the problems. And I said, I want to be a part of the solution. And so with, with no political experience, I ran for office. I took out a five-term incumbent. It was the first time in 48 years in Colorado that an incumbent lost a primary. That's a big stinking deal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, went on to win the general election. But we need a groundswell of people who love our country, who want to see things turn around. Uh, we, we need a groundswell of people to get involved. And look, I, I love President Trump. I talk to him regularly. He, he calls me. Um, he, he's so wonderful. We have so many laughs together. Um, but right now, looking back on the 2020 election, I think to myself, maybe, maybe this had to happen to wake everyone up because we were looking to one man to fix the country for us. Right. We were looking to one man and we said, it's okay. We support him. He'll fix it. Yeah. Well, there's only one man capable uh, of something that uh, enormous, that big of a task. And that's Jesus. Yep. Jesus is the only one man we can look to, to solve everything. And he's already done everything that he's going to do. And now he has given all that authority to us, to we, the people, to the church. And it's going to require us being involved, speaking out, showing up at meetings, running for office, supporting people who we believe in. And, um, and I think that that's what's happening right now. So I do believe that it's, it's solvable. Um, you know, I, I promised um, it, it's not just about legislation, but we we do need some good legislation, but we have to be in the majority to do that. I promised the yeah. voters that I would be a loud voice for freedom, but I also promised that I deliver real result results for Colorado's third district. So um, I, I, as a member of the Natural Resources Committee, I've introduced bills to protect our water, actively manage our forests, keep the Bureau of Land Management headquarters in Grand Junction. I, I delivered results in uh, the San Luis Valley um, for uh, a National Weather Service um, data uh, national database. I, I've worked around getting I-70 open when it was closed. And so all of these things are really important. Um, but these are just some of the things that I want to deliver to my constituents. I want to make sure that I can be a voice for them and secure freedom for generations to come and get other people motivated to, to join this battle with me. And, uh, you know, I mean, I could walk and chew gum at the same time. We could introduce great legislation and fight for freedom on the same day. 
Yep, I, I agree. I, I think that I I I feel I feel good about 2020. I I don't think 2020 is the year that everything changes. I think 2020 is the year that we deliver a haymaker, if you will. 2022. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Thank you. 2022. It's been a long day already. 2022 <laughs> is the is the year that. Uh, we deliver a haymaker. Is it the year that I think we we, we knock the corruption out? I, I think that that's you know premature and naive to think that because there's that there's a lot. What uh, one thing you know th- that that we've learned through so many years of doing is 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 that you know just because people have an R at the end of their name does mm-hmm. not mean that they're playing for the for for the home team and and that just that that's not just at the federal level. That's at the state level. Our, sta- our state GOPs in every state are just as corrupted as, you know, we want to proclaim that that they are in D.C. And so, you know, people, I, I agree with you. I, I, I do believe there is hope, but there is only hope if enough Americans realize yep. that they have to take up the mantles across the board. Uh, yes. I just being honest with you, before I got involved in this, I didn't even know when primaries were. I I didn't, I, I didn't know what a primary was. Uh, you know, I knew but what. Even the, more important than that is the caucus. If your state, if your state caucuses. Yep. Um, even more important is is getting involved in that caucus process and being a delegate. Yep. Um, to the state assembly or convention. For primaries, Ex- I mean, that's exactly how you get right. a candidate on the ballot. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, there's a very small percentage of people who know that that takes place in their areas. Yeah, and, and that's what we talk about all the time. When I say that the system is rigged to keep the everyday man or woman in America off the ballot from making it all the way to Congress, that's what I mean. Exactly what yes. you just said is because yes. they have to essentially fight when we say the word establishment and things like that that is what we're talking about is there's actually 8 million hurdles along the way that people have to somehow beat um a lot of people made it through in 2020 uh and in years ahead because of social media now social media is realizing oh crap we let all these people through now we got to throttle them down um mm-hmm. but 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 yep. from, from the most basic level people have to take it back from city council to mayor to uh the the, the caucus that elects the dele- uh, the the people that end up on the ballot all the way to the GOP uh chairman or woman or whatever it is for your state Absolutely. State house, state representative, they're all crap, all of them. 99%. Uh, and and the American people need to realize that. And 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 mm-hmm. and, and if we can, if enough of us can be honest, yourself included, this is what I love about you. If we all can be honest with the American people and actually let them know, no, this is what it's actually going to take. Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance, and 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 I am glad that we have people like you mm-hmm. that are fighting the good fight, Lauren. Uh, thank you so much for, for for coming on. Really quick, w- we know that you've got some crazy stuff going on in your state. You got a reelection coming up. Where can people go to support you? Uh, laurenforfreedom.com. And um, let me tell you, those uh, those small dollar donations go farther than any lobbyist pack check that you'll find in D.C. Uh, yep. I, I don't speak with lobbyists. I don't meet with them. I don't take their money. 
Um, there's, there's a couple of groups, you know, that are really great, like Susan B. Anthony's and gun owners of America and whatnot. But, um, those small dollar donations is the proof, uh, that you have the support of the people. Um, in fact, I was, I was talking to, a another member about fundraising and, um, you know, he was, he was saying, oh, you need to be doing all these fundraisers and this is the number that you'll get at. And I said, oh, well, I've got to that with small dollar donations. Yep. And he was absolutely blown away because that's unheard of to have these small dollar donations that, that help you reach your goal. But um, it does take finances to fight the left's attacks. And we have to make sure um, in my district that we're getting my message out to the voters and they aren't swooned by what they hear on CNN or MSNBC or even in the, the local rags that um, print misinformation and lies. Um, so laurenforfreedom.com, everything matters. And I am so grateful for the millions of people who support me all throughout this country. I will never back down and never stop fighting for you guys. All right. Well, we are fans here, and uh, no matter what happens, you always have our support on this end, uh, and you are welcome, and we'd love to have you anytime. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, we truly appreciate it. Uh, that's it, people. You got to get involved. Uh, we need fighters in D.C. We need real Americans to represent real Americans, and Congresswoman Lauren Boebert is doing exactly that. Go support her. Go support the people that are actually fighting for America. Make sure to share this podcast so we can continue to get the message out for you. God bless you all. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all again next time. See you.